everyone. Welcome to another episode of This Is Whole Life. I would have given you the number, but I'm not really sure what number it is. I think it's 286, might be 287, I'm not sure. This is your host, Randy, and on the line I have Ken today, and I told you that last week hopefully we'd all be back together soon, and at least two of us are. Uh, Jeff wasn't able to make it tonight, and yours truly, while, you know, when you hear Ken speak, you'll know that I don't sound as good as Ken does, Uh, but I am on the mend. So thank you all for your text messages and your calls. And I went back to listen to the end of last week's shortened episode where I was uh, coming down with the sickness. And uh, man, by the end, I guess I sounded pretty tough because there was a bunch of text messages in my phone uh, early on Wednesday morning when y'all started listening. And I was like, man, I maybe... Maybe I didn't didn't really sound very good. I should have given you guys a warning. It sounded like I was pretty rough there at the end. But in in reality, it was just that I was really losing my voice. And so, but anyway, just appreciate you all and and all the nice comments and so many people writing in to say that they've just been enjoying not only the podcast uh, over the last couple months, and but really this series on love is. And Ken and I were talking before we started recording and just like how fast we got through this, knowing that there was nine weeks. At the beginning, that seems like there's no way we're going to get through nine weeks and have something new to talk about every week. And yet, here we are nine weeks later at the end. And, you know, this week, Ken had three questions that um, normally we have the reflection questions, and we'll answer one of those. But he just took it and, and went with it in the message, which I thought was great because he allowed people online and in-house to just answer those questions. And I'm going to say that I am pretty sure that I have never been to a church service. And Ken, I don't know, you can chime in to see, maybe you've done this before, and this is just us learning your wily ways. (laughs) Uh, But I don't think I have ever heard as many true confessions in a church auditorium we call it the worship center. Some people would call it the sanctuary. In any church I've ever been, and that to me was is maybe the best thing we could say about this entire series was that people really were listening. We were taking it to heart, and we were aware enough of our own deficiencies that we were willing to put it out there for the rest of us and for ourselves to say, "Yeah, that's that's me. That's what I struggle with." and I'm a sinner, and here I am with the rest of you. Yeah, I always think it's a good sign uh, in a church when when people are willing to uh, just be vulnerable, share themselves, um, and and so for me on on uh, this last Sabbath, it was really uh, beautiful just to hear people share, you know, not only what they've learned, but you know, a little bit of what they struggle with, what they're what they're working on, and um, it, what a great thing to be a part of a church where it's safe to do that, right? Ooh. Well, and it was it was a unique experience in the fact that, and again, I just watched online because I was home, but the feeling, at least online, was that there was a real sense of this not just being an exercise, but people really being involved and people having a stake in this, like we're all in, in this together and we're all you know, listening and we're all extending grace and we're all looking at that other person going, Oh man, can't believe they admitted that. I, yeah, that's, 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 that's me too. And when you asked, um, the first question, which aspect of love found in first Corinthians 13, four to seven, do you find most challenging? 
and which aspect comes the most naturally. And I was like, oh boy, is there one that comes most naturally? <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it just, I mean, I immediately chuckled to myself because I'm like, well, I, I don't know if there's one that comes naturally to, to me, you know, for, for any of these. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't find myself being very jealous. So maybe that's the one that comes naturally. And the one that I find most challenging is definitely, I would have to say, just being irritable. Things get under my skin. I allow them to. And it's uh, it's such a challenge when you've been grown, when you've been raised that way, when you've been grown up that way, that's a good way to say it. When you've been <laughs> raised that way, though, like my dad is a perfectionist and I got that totally from him. And so expectations for even mundane things that just, that mean nothing can become something that is so overpowering. And you're like, afterwards, what was I thinking? That, that, that's nothing. Yeah. And it's, but yet it's so hard to change those. And I thought that exercise that, you know, by asking the questions and allowing us all to do that was, was genius because I think in some ways, isn't that part of just letting those things go a little bit and giving them to God? Mm, yeah, no, I totally think so. Yeah. Yeah, and it just felt really, really good. And and people's takeaways from the Love Is series and the way that the kids kind of led that one out, they were uh, right on point. Weren't they? With with so many of their answers. And it's like, all right. You know, we always think that the kids maybe aren't paying attention as closely as they could or even should be. And yet uh, the answers that they came up with were really, really right to the point and spot on. And I I thought that was really hopeful for the way that we're seemingly trying to do things as a collection of just imperfect people in this church community. And I, I thought that was really, really, really made me smile, really made me feel good about that. Yeah, I think one of my biggest hopes is as somebody who has the opportunity to speak uh, to the church on a lot of weeks uh, is that when I'm speaking that the... um the, the the children in the room will be able to get something out of it, and the most intellectual person in the room will find something to challenge themselves with. And so, you know, you it's a that's a pretty broad spectrum to be shooting at. But um, it felt good to hear um, a lot of really smart and gifted people uh, make some very astute comments, and and to hear our kids speaking up and and saying some things too. And uh, I really enjoy that service. I think, I think it feels a little weird sometimes to, for um, the speaker not to be doing most of the speaking. (laughs) I mean, I actually have done this in some previous churches that I'm in and whenever I do it, I've been accused uh, of just not wanting to prepare for that (laughs) Sabbath. It's like, Oh, you didn't want to, you didn't really want to preach this Sabbath and you don't want to prepare for it. And And I'm like, no, that's really not it. Because in a lot of ways you, if you're preparing this right, it takes just as much time. Um, to get it right, to, to ask the right questions, to get things set up in a way that, that will, you know, inspire some discussion and uh, create the atmosphere that you're looking for. And, and I'm just really grateful for an amazing team here at Whole Life that really, really helped me with that. You know, having the, the tables on either side of the, uh, of the worship center with uh, kind of different creative, uh, we mm. had Play-Doh and uh, markers and, pins and just a bunch of different craft type of materials that people can do some uh, crafts with. And there's some really cool crafts that were made, I must say. So anyway, but, um, you know, all of that 
came together and I just really appreciated um, for me, it's, I think, you know, as I said in the sermon, I think we sometimes rush through too quickly and we, we read a book, we hear a lecture, we watch a Ted talk and, and then we just move on to the next, next thing without thing, yeah. really stopping to digest, um, what we've received. And it's kind of, you know, it's like if you, you know, one of the, the nice things sometimes if you've had a nice meal is to let it digest mm-hmm. <laughs> before you, before you yeah. put something else down. And, um, and so I think, you know, I think it's such a good thing to, you know, occasionally just stop, take time, stop and really reflect on, on what we've heard, where we've been and to hear other perspectives. I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, as the person preaching that, that I'm the only person that God's given wisdom to. And so I think as it was, it's just really great to hear from the other really wise people in our church who have uh, a lot to share. So, so many of our life experiences just shape things in our minds and the way we process information or subject matter. And it's always unique to hear how God has given someone else a different viewpoint that I mean, maybe it isn't you know diabolically opposed or really far off from ours, but it's just enough that it makes you think, how did I miss that angle to it? I mean, I'm not saying I necessarily agree or disagree with it, but how did I miss it? And then when you think about that, it makes me at least think about what else do I miss when I maybe go too quickly through things like you just mentioned, and I don't let, you know, I got to get through this reading plan. I've got to get through my time with God in, in the Bible and read, and I'm going to do this plan. It has this many chapters today, and I got to get through it. And instead of reading it, but just, you know, spending some time with it and letting it savor a little bit. And I think that in this process, with being as many weeks as we were in the same subject matter, but looking at it from so many different angles, it's really made me stop and think that probably too much of what we do, or at least too much of what I do, um, is just too fast. <laughs> I need to slow yeah. down and just need to take a little bit deeper look. And, and by that, not, you know, maybe not reading it multiple times, or maybe it is, or just letting it sit. And like you said, with that great meal, just let it sit and yeah. get all the way to the bottom before I decide to move on to the next thing and not wait to hear what God has for me. So I think that's maybe my biggest takeaway, which was our reflection question number two. Yeah, there's there's some really amazing research out there about reflection and, and stopping after you have learned something new or been in a lecture or read a book, just taking the time to stop and, and maybe write for five or 10 minutes or have a discussion with somebody. Um, it, it's incredible when people do that, how much more they retain of what they've just heard and wow. what they've just learned and also that, that, you know, applying it. I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one, but it's amazing to me how often I'll be out um, when I'm doing something kind of some sort of manual labor where, I, you know, I don't put in the earbuds or whatever. And I actually am mowing the lawn without earbuds. How many times I'll have, I'll start thinking about something that I've been listening to and I'll, I'll come to all these different ideas. I just have these ideas and, creativity actually starts to flow out of that time. I think we need some time for silence in our life and some time just to stop, um, take the earbuds out, turn off the radio in the car and, and just, just be quiet, be still. I think the verse goes, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. 
I'd have to agree. Today, uh, actually about an hour ago, there's been, since uh, COVID hit our house, there's been a lot of extra TV that's not normally on in our house and, you know, outside playing and, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, when the girls are bored and, you know, we've read our books, we've done this and, and the TV had been on for longer than, I don't know, however, however long it was, it seemed long enough. And we turned it off and the girls were like, oh, and mom and dad were like, oh, this is so beautiful. It's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's so quiet. Yeah. So I think there's sometimes when you don't get it, you don't realize how much you miss it or how much that you need it. So yeah. <laughs> totally resonate. Absolutely. Totally resonate with that. Well, and then we had an answer that I know. I think we got to all the questions during the message this week. Um, Atara was a worship host with you this week and did a, a lovely job as always. And yep. One came in this afternoon, just about noon, and I'm not sure who it's from, so we don't know who to give credit for, and that's okay. Uh, Remaining anonymous is an important part of this process. And so on the thoughts on reflection question three, which was how do you or could you love the people in your circles of influence into a lifelong friendship with God? And this person wrote via text message, My initial thought was God's love is totally different than what we mortals will ever grasp. I'm not stating we cannot strive for it, and we should daily. I sometimes think even as Christians, we tend to love in the worldly, secular way. Social media has influenced the word, or maybe the world, and we are clicking a like button or a love heart emoji and not giving a real thought to it anymore. First, I believe we need to get out of the way of ourselves, meaning we state we love, But if love and respect interferes or differs from our belief system, we tend to not love anymore or Mm. think it does not apply to a particular situation. Perfect example is masking up. If we say we love, then why are those today coming into church and not loving or respecting others by wearing one? I have to constantly deal with this issue in my day to day, and I'm really saddened that I would need to deal with it within the church setting, too. There are fellow Christians who would love to come to church, but see some in attendance disregarding and not loving those around them. Whether you agree with masking or not, we as Christians should be more aware of those around us. We really need to look hard at every aspect of how we behave. If we cannot get things right within the context of being fellow loving Christians in a church setting, how can we expect to bring it to our outside circle of influence? Bottom line, love for me is supposed to equate to respecting those around us, Our actions need to align with what we speak from our lips. Otherwise, it is just a word or a like button or love emoji with zero action. Wow. Yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong? What did you you say? Not wrong. You know? No. I mean, I think that this person has a lot of things... Straight yeah, there's up, there's a lot to unpack in there, isn't there? There's a lot, a lot to unpack. But you know, if we don't get it right inside the, <laughs> it's, if you don't get it right inside the walls, it's really hard to be a church without walls. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and I think that I, I think there's such a good point in there. Um, my dad used to have a little saying when I was growing up because I, I used to say, "Dad, I wish, I wish this, or I wish that." And my dad would say, uh, he said, well, wish in one hand, spit in the other, see which one gets full first. (laughs) And I know you're probably thinking, what does that have to do with what we're talking about here? Um, But 
I, I think that this this really applies um, to to our relationships with others. I think it's really easy to wish in one hand that other people would be loving. Mm. Um, and, and, and you can wish that a lot. And I think this is one of the points that was being made here. We can wish that others would be loving, whether they're the, the people that we go to church with, the people that we don't go to church with, um, you know, the politics in the country, we can wish all day long that other people would do the loving thing. But the fact of the matter is, is that the only true thing that will make a difference is in when we choose to be loving to the unlovable, to those who aren't being loving, when we, when we don't allow our feelings and our emotions to dictate whether we love back or not. And, and so I think that we can wish that other people would be loving in one hand, or we can be loving. Uh, And if we are loving, I think that it changes our perspective on the world a lot. I think that when we take the initiative to be loving and, and quit waiting for other people to be loving, quit wishing that they would be loving and just recognize that that that's not something we can control yeah. as much as, we, you know, goodness knows. I wish that when I <laughs> preach that people would do the things I preach about. I wish I'd do the things I <laughs> preach about. Yeah. Um, but we're all on that journey. We're all working um, at different levels, at different speeds, at different places. And the truth is we just need to do the best that we can to be loving as we can. And, uh, and then let, let others, you know, we just trust that they're, they're allowing Jesus to work on their hearts too. And, um, and if they're loving, that's great. If they're not, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Um, and how, how we are going to behave and how I'm going to behave. And, and so, um, I can certainly understand, you know, there's so many different things that happen in our world that are frustrating that we see, um, you know, we see hypocrisy, we see people talking about, being a certain way and then coming to, they come to church, talk one way and then they leave the church or maybe they don't leave the church. Maybe, you know, they're, they're not doing loving things inside the walls of the church. And it's easy to get caught up on that and get discouraged by that. Um, and, uh, but if we can just choose to say, Hey, I'm going to be love. I'm going to be that light in, in the darkness. Um, and I'm not going to worry about who's being a hypocrite and who's not, Instead, I'm going to recognize that I may be the chief of hypocrites myself. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the older I get, the more I realize how <laughs> critical I have been and I am. Oh, um, I know. And, and the more I don't want to be that way and, and strive for not doing that. But um, anyway, but yeah, what a great uh, what a great email. And thank you to the person who wrote it in. We, you know, obviously we love getting. Uh, feedback on this podcast and getting people's input and hearing from people. So thank you so much for writing a a thoughtful email to us. Yeah. Excellent. Well, and I like how you just kind of wrapped it up into eventually it has to be our decision. It has to be letting this message series that we just went through change us, letting the words of God and, and what Jesus wants to do in our everyday life and, and just let him do the work. And it's so easy to say, and, it's, I think it's easy because it's what we all really want. I think at the base of it, if you love Jesus, what else is there? 
there's just so much else that goes with it, unfortunately, in just being a, <laughs> a sinful human, that it's just, it's so frustratingly not easy. And it seemingly, at least for me, it's like, man, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, like, Paul, I know what I'm, I, what I'm supposed to do, but I don't do it. And it, it, it can so easily just push us off track. And so, but I like just always maybe coming back to, this is on me first. I mean, have I been... Have I been kind? Have I been loving? Have I not been irritable to people? Have I been, um, you know, have I not been rude? Am I being flexible? Am I being patient and kind? And too many times, I mean, I don't think we really have to ask that question. We know what the answer is if we are going to be honest with ourselves. (laughs) So maybe that's the part of it. But, um, you know, I I really liked how in your conclusion section, you kind of asked the question, will you be an image bearer of God? And you know, we've talked a lot about how God just gets thrown under the bus and, you know, kind of Jesus is the good guy and God is the, you know, the God under my thumb, rain, fire from heaven, pillar of salt, all that stuff. And when, you know, you put in God is patient and kind and God is not jealous or boastful or proud, you put God's name into all of those in the verse instead of the word love. And man, does that change I, and not that we don't know it maybe, but also the fact that just reminding ourselves of it though, to me was a big boost this week. I'll be honest. That was sometimes when I get upset with God or I feel like certain situations um, just aren't, aren't going well or situations that maybe I've been praying for. And it's like, come on, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, does God really want you know, to help with this. It doesn't seem like it. And then when you put God's name instead of love, and when you say God is patient and kind and God never loses faith or gives up and God is always hopeful and God endures through every circumstance. And then, you know, the real test comes if you really want to, and it's a little scary, I'll be honest. I I think you did it <laughs> in church, which uh, kudos to you, Ken. Um, I think you said Ken is patient and kind. And Ken is yeah, jealous. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was actually encouraging everybody to do that, Randy. So you're supposed to actually oh, be oh, putting your name in oh, as well. So oh. just, and maybe that didn't come across over the internet, but yeah, that's what you were supposed to yeah, be doing. <laughs> not focusing on Ken. <laughs> I think maybe I might have, yeah, might have kind of, no, of course. And it's tough though when you put your name in there. Uh huh. And I think there's times when I can go, Randy's patient and kind, or he was at once today. And, you know, Randy's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Randy's not demand his own way. And he's not irritable. I can't say that one much. Um, <laughs> keeps, no, <laughs> keeps no record of being wrong. Probably not a great one either. Um, you know, and maybe the one that just you mentioned politics and all the things that have gone in our world. Kenosha, oh, geez, Kenosha 1 and Kenosha 2. The situation and when you said, you know, does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. When we, when we went through that and, you know, is this something that I can, I can celebrate with Jesus and man, that puts a whole nother spin on what lens you use to process what happens in our world Mm -hmm. and to the people that commit things, atrocities, and then where we're so easy to just, you know, broad brush them out of the way, drop the hammer there. That's, you know, and I just, I really felt like maybe that was one of the things as a, as a takeaway that I can take forward, just finding ways to not rejoice about somebody else's 
downfall or someone else's bad choice. Mm-hmm. And, and to understand that, yeah, I hope they get justice because that's how we all learn. And mm-hmm. that's how, you know, that's, there's a cause and effect. We all know that. But, yep. but not rejoicing or somehow like it's my side or your side or our side and their side when really yeah. it's that person. And then all the people that are just left in the, in the, in the aftermath, it's, it's just, you know, it's frightening because you think, you know, well, those kinds of things never happen to people that I know, but yet, you know, it just, but maybe when we look at it that way and think this person is a child of God, now it did happen to somebody I know. And if, yeah. and if Jesus isn't going to celebrate this, which of course we know he won't, then why should I? And that, that maybe that's just a, a really good reminder. And, you know, in all this, and I don't know if you planned it this way, I'm, I'm going to give you credit for doing it, and I'm sure you did, was ending this the week before Thanksgiving. Because I think if there was ever a sermon series that maybe we should, you know, we might have the best Thanksgiving in history as a church, you know, with our friends and family, we're all we're all brushed up on what love is, and <laughs> we're we're not going to be uh, we're not we're not going to be all these things. We're going to try and do our best and give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and um, you know, could be the best uh, the best gift for Thanksgiving ever. Yeah, it could be because my experience is that when uh, when we learn new things about God, uh, God gives us the opportunity to flex those muscles and try them out. <laughs> And the Thanksgiving table may be one of those places that that uh, many of us will have to uh, to go ahead and show some restraint, whether it's the the Thanksgiving table or the you know the obligatory uh, you know family calls on Thanksgiving, and yeah, uh, that may be the time to uh, to that you may have to practice. And 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 you know what I'd say is this is that a lot of times it's been by the way through this whole series it's been almost just sadly hilarious how I'll preach on this one week and and then the next week I get to all week long I get to practice it <laughs> and, and I'm like oh, it just no. I'll be I'll be failing miserably and I'll be uh and I'll be I, because you know you preach and you think you know I can do this this is this is doable and, <laughs> and then the next week you're like wow okay yeah I'd, I need your strength, Jesus. But I certainly need your grace. <laughs> I like doable. So, I like I, I love your uh I love the uh positivity you got going there, Ken. Yeah. Uh, it's doable, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so uh, if you, if I just want to say to everybody, if around the Thanksgiving table or Thanksgiving holiday you don't, you know, exercise patience or kindness the way that you know you ought to, don't don't stop. Just just recognize it for what it is and ask Jesus to give you another chance to keep doing better every time. Yeah. Uh, and that's all there is to it. You know, we just, uh, you take one little step forward at a time. And, and I think it's like, uh, like any kind of other interest thing. If you, uh, you know, if you do 2% better this time and 2% better next time, you know, that, that compounds on itself as time goes by. So pretty soon people um, take, pick, they take notice. Yeah. So, hmm. you know, just keep giving God Jesus permission to uh, to make your heart more like His, and you know, I, there's it's just been amazing through this whole series. I've been thinking about just some of the different people I interact with, or I have thoughts about leaders and others, and just re- being reminded of how much I I just need to be 
and a loving person and a lot less worried about what other people are doing. Hmm. Yeah. So much easier when we just kind of deal with ourselves and make yeah. us the best version of us along with prayer and just being in the yeah. word, let God talk to us about it. And, and, um, you know, it's funny. I was reading, uh, part of my devotions recently were in Matthew six, I think where it, I think it's Matthew six as I've been going through, um, the sermon on the Mount. Anyway, with that being said, I, I got to the part where Jesus said, uh, you know, it talked about uh, why are you why are you pointing out the speck in your brother's eye when you've got a log in your own? You know, <laughs> yeah. take I, the way I uh, paraphrased it in the Ken Wetmore paraphrase was the uh, you've got a telephone pole in your eye, but you're trying to get a, <laughs> a get a speck of sawdust out of your your, your brother's eye. So yeah, you know. Anyway, and I, I just you know I think that it's just one of those moments where you just did, I, I read that. Having gone through the Love Is series, I read it a little bit differently, I think, than I had before and just recognized how easy it is for me to pick at the unlovingness of others mm. and, and not recognize the massive telephone pole of unlovingness in my own in my own life. Absolutely. Well, you know, this went way longer than I thought it was going to, and it's been a it's been a fantastic conversation, as have all of the the messages and the podcast during this series. And so before we go, what I'm going to do is give you a gift for Thanksgiving. This is for everyone that's listening. You don't have to retweet anything. You don't have to take a selfie. You don't have to hashtag anything. But in today's show notes, what you're going to find is something that's called a collection. And it's going to be a link. It's a single link that you'll find in the show notes that you can copy and paste right from your phone. Go to your messages app and send it to someone who maybe has been struggling with love or maybe they're in a, you know, in a weird place in their life. And the Holy Spirit's just been kind of tapping you like they could use a little a little something to help lift them up. And if you're like me, you've taken this series really to heart in really looked at every part of yourself as a loving or lack thereof <laughs> loving person and in ways that we really, I think, have given people a chance of hope and some tools to just help build yourself up and let yourself off the hook and let Jesus do the heavy lifting and realize that there's so much to love and maybe breaking some myths and bringing some truth and maybe it's just things that someone that's struggling right now could really could really use and i mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that we do have someone that's going back and making all of our series from the beginning of the podcast into collections so you'll be able to go back and find any series we've ever done on the podcast and they'll all be one link that combines all those together so if there are three messages four messages whatever the case will be in this one nine but all of the episodes both in speaking of grace and in this is whole life i'm going to tweet out tomorrow on wednesday and they'll also be in the uh, we'll probably put them across social media. I'll talk to Phil about that. And that way, for Thanksgiving, if there's someone that's just been on your heart, send them this whole series. They can listen to this to the series. Uh, of course, there's links in the podcast that they can watch it, the messages online as well. So it can bring them the peace that I know I have felt and just the the comfort to know that, you know, we're all in this together. We're not saying we're perfect. And I think so much... So much of everything that we've talked about 
you know, Ken uh, mentioned it towards the end of his message, Philippians 3.12. So I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. And then in Philippians 1.6, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And um, I just think that's that's a whole lot of comfort. And I know this is a crazy time of year. I mean, Thanksgiving just kind of starts off the whole holiday madness. And it can be tough for a lot of people to get through Thanksgiving on their own, just as that piece. And so a little gift you can send out, you can send it out social media, you can send it in an email, just copy that link and all nine messages. It will be there for them to listen to if you use the link for speaking of grace. And if this is whole life, obviously, there'll be nine episodes that they can listen to where we talk about a little bit deeper in detail. So look for those on Wednesday and in today's show notes. So Ken, I just want to say that for me, this was, um, I want to say that I was probably coming into this with less expectations. And I, I don't mean that in a bad, it sounds really bad. I, I, I was trying to think of a different way to say it, but I, not, but it is what it is. Not, <laughs> not in a bad way, but it's just like, I don't know what 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 are we going to do for nine weeks in love and and I just want to say that you know whatever those expectations were they were far exceeded and I think that this may have been the most important series that we've done at Whole Life Church or Florida Hospital Church prior to that in a long time and I I really do I I think the the sending out the collection to someone that you may know that's struggling or just someone you haven't connected with in a while and if it's impacted you the same way please share it and, you know, let other people in on some good news because I know love isn't always a fun topic. People like, ah, when we get into the meat, you know, we keep talking about love, but man, if you don't get love right, the rest of it just is so meaningless. And I just felt like we really added so much meaning and so much to be able to dive down into each of these sections and have something to go back to and to listen to and to, re-energize with was just really, really important. So Ken, I, I, I was really, really like overly pleased. And just, this is, uh, this was just a huge message series for me. So thank you. Good. Well, I'm glad. And, and, you know, to those who might say, where's the beef, you know, from the old, <laughs> that old, uh, Wendy's, uh, I would it. say that, uh, you'll never convince me this isn't it. I, I think that love mm. is the meat. Amen. I think, um, everything else is the side dish. Um, but I think that uh, love is the meat of the gospel. And um, until we've got that figured out, um, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, prophecy will end. All these other things will come to an end, but love is what will endure. And so mm-hmm. love is love is the meat. Um, and it's, it's not, I, I think that if, if you thought that love was kind of a mamby-pamby, soft type of thing, I think, hope that as you went through nine weeks of this, you realized how non-mamby-pamby Pamby. and how difficult and how, mm-hmm. how strong a person has to be to exer- exercise love, that it, it goes beyond our feelings and emotions, far beyond those things. And it, it does go to the, the exercise of will, and it goes also goes... Uh, probably more importantly to un- the understanding that we have to get back to the creator who gave that um, create us in his image and ask him to recreate us uh, in his image, because uh, certainly 
for most of us, this is not stuff that comes naturally. So, <laughs> hey, I do want to plug. Uh, do uh, uh, thanks for giving me a second here. To, I want to plug our upcoming series of holiday messages that are coming up starting uh, this week. Uh, it's called the. Uh, it's called simply, simply, simply Thanksgiving this week. Simply Christmas. Uh, moving on into the series over the Christmas holidays, but we're going to take the simple message of uh, of of these holidays and um and just get down to the simplicity of all of it so there's there's going to be some fun messages this this uh this week is actually one of my favorites i think that i've done at thanksgiving because um i don't know if you would naturally think of the book of jonah as being a thanksgiving message (laughs) but that's uh that's where we're going we're going to jonah four six so uh, go ahead and look that up. Uh, if you look it up in the New Living Translation, you'll see the word grateful there. And so if you want to try to figure out where I'm going to drive with this uh, sermon before we get there, you're welcome to, to <laughs> nice. go ahead and do so and see if you can figure out where this crazy pastor is going. But we've got that coming up. And then we've got uh, Simply Joy. Uh, simply, um, boy, I'm going to I'm going to botch this because I'm going to forget all that there's there's three or four of them in this series. It's good. Just, just listen. Okay. I'm waiting because so, I don't have okay. it in front of me. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm of no help in front of me before I did, the, before I uh, sat down with that. And you know, oh, simply, I, simply I'm not joy, editing this, right? Gifts and yeah, I don't care if you're not editing. Yeah. Not this uh, one. I, uh, yeah, I got to get to bed early tonight. So no editing tonight. So that's, this is all in. We, it's all in. But do we ever edit this stuff? Randy? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. know you do. <laughs> I, I, I do try to, you know, where we go on and we go, well, that, that didn't really work at all, did it? Let's just let's just remove that. No, <laughs> really, there's usually it's just the parts where we get caught or you get a little um, uh, and, you know, I try to make it nice yeah, for yeah. y'all, but, you know, we don't cut too much. But, yeah, well, you, you you get so today's the raw version, folks. Enjoy it, you know. With you, if you like it, write in tell Randy to quit editing. That's right. You know, just make your life easier. We enjoy hearing you guys with your your mess ups. So there you go. There you go. It's like Last watching week, the bloopers after at the end of a movie or something, right? That's it. That's it. This is what it's really like, folks. Oh man. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That'll be good to uh, close out the year with, and then. What do we start with in January? I mean, you know, as long as we're doing holidays, we got Thanksgiving, we got Christmas, and then of course New Year's. So, do you know what wow, we're starting see, with? See, you, you're at. Yeah, I do actually. I actually could tell you we have. We have such a great team. Uh, Tammy is our worship leader, uh, worship pastor, and she's just phenomenal. We actually have all of twenty two all of 2022 planned out so that we have all the series that we've that we're planning on doing all the different um themes for those series planned out that doesn't mean we've got the sermons written but what it does mean is we know over this period of time we're going to be talking on this topic over this period of time we're going to be talking on these topics and so we i am i could not begin to tell you how excited i am about some of this all of it really but it's we've got some fun 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 stuff and really i think it's more importantly than fun we've got some really great um things that are going to grow grow those who choose to be a part of it i think it's going to be pretty good and we're we're starting off the year with our new theme uh because i'm i i'm a huge fan of themes for years um okay. so we're doing um, a theme for, instance, for the a theme uh, for the year. Is that right? That's, that's mm-hmm. your, yeah. Okay. For example, uh, I came from Madison Campus Church, and 
when I was there, our theme for 2021 was Love Is, which, uh, surprise, surprise, there's the series. I had actually started, I think I'd gotten four sermons into that series uh, when I got the call to come be here. And so I, I didn't actually get to finish that series there. And so in our planning here, uh, I was kind of telling Tammy how sad I was that I didn't get to finish it. And she was like, oh, why don't you do that here? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, no, 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 you should. So I'm glad that she pushed me to to finish the series up here. Um, but that was our theme at Madison Campus. So we actually have a theme already chosen for 2022. And I'm not going to actually tell you this week. I right. think I'm going to talk to the team next week and, and see, see if okay. we want to de- how we want to go about debuting the theme. But one of the cool things I will say is that we're wanting to actually have um, those who are artists in our midst. We want, we're looking for some people to um, take the theme, the theme that we have and create a piece of art that would be the artwork that would go with the theme for the year. Um, like, Last year at Madison Camps, we actually had T-shirts made with the the theme on it. They were pretty cool. Nice. Um, so I don't know if we're going to do that, but uh, I guess it depends on how cool the art is that we get for it. And, uh, but I think there is even a prize for the best piece of art that that actually winds up being the one that we choose. So just put that in the back of your mind if you're nice. a creative, cool. you know, creative out there, and uh, just think about it a bit and. Um, and uh, and I will talk to my team about uh, what, if we want to share that theme next week or not. So all right, sounds tune good. Tune in and find out. Tune in and find out. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this week. And next week we said we begin. What was it? The simply series. Simply. The simply, that's right. simply. Sim- simply holidays. Basically, we're uh, simply Thanksgiving, and then we're doing uh, simply joy, simply uh, gifts. Simply Christmas. Um, if I have the order right, I think I left one out. But, you know, tune in. You'll find out what it I just, was. I just gave you a second chance to get those right. You gave me a chance. <laughs> and if I had actually gone to my computer, sat down and looked at it, uh, <laughs> I would have been able to tell you. But instead, I just sat here and, Sorry, that's and just so wrong. talked on my phone. That's so wrong. I just I was like, well, maybe he's got it. And I'll just I'll give him one more softball and See you gave you I'd gave won't. me that chance, and then I just <laughs> I just completely and utterly blew it. Look at that. Uh, that's all I right. Just, I just give people a reason to tune back in later, right? <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, you know, I'm excited for that. I'm excited just for. I mean, Thanksgiving is my absolute favorite holiday of the year, bar none. Favorite time of the year. And so I hope you guys all have a blessed Thanksgiving. And on again in today's show notes in both podcasts, please check out and share, share, share those collections so those will be nine of each and uh send those out i'll also post them on across the church social networks on wednesday so please look for those and share those with someone you think might just need a little extra boost this holiday season because i know it really boosted me and hopefully it will do the same for them so as always we appreciate you listening and appreciate the text message that came in today you beat the deadline so good for you glad that we were able to catch that text and, and read it here on the show and get an answer from pastor ken and we'll see you guys all next week have a blessed thanksgiving Thank you.